stocks and precious metals, currency and current events, and from Bitcoin to banksters, this is the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Arterburn and Kenzie. I'm a bit rusty. Why? <laughs> All my taglines. Got to remember them. Politics and precious metals. Markets in the monetary system. Wealth and warfare. It's the White Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. That and you're supposed to jump in at the gunshot. That's how I remember it. Welcome. You know, I've never jumped in at the gunshot. Like, oh, ever. that's oh, that's I'm I'm remembering it as I wanted to remember it that you yes. jumped in at your cue on the gunshot. Well, folks, welcome. This is again. This is the Wise Wolf Golden Crypto Show. I have told the audience, my audience, on the Arterburn Radio transmission on the David Knight Show on America Unplugged in vain. I have told you that I would be here uh, with a new episode month after month, and we never did. And uh, finally, I just I said today on the David Knight Show, I will be on today this afternoon because we have to give away, as promised, we have an MS64 $20 gold piece. And what year is this? This is a 1927 St. Gaudens $20 gold piece, folks. It's worth about, what, $2,400 uh, somewhere in there, Ken's? I mean, you you handle a lot of that slabbed stuff. Yes. You know, you know, my collection is like modern collectibles. It's it's not the old school way. <laughs> well, I love the uh, pre thirty threes, and yeah. uh, I've had this setting a- around for a while. And just to give everybody a, a a background of what happened, so Kenzie and I were running. You know, sometimes we would even do two podcasts a week. We were doing the Wise Wolf Golden Crypto Show along with our other shows because this kind of this show specializes in again, you know, it's the monetary system and fiat currency, gold, silver. Uh, Bitcoin, crypto, all that good stuff. And then Kenzie joined Wise Wolf, and then we started collaborating, and we came up with Wolfpack. And originally, Wolfpack.gold was supposed to be uh, like an insider deal, and you could leave you know, um, an automatic payment. We would fill your orders, give us a little bit of cash flow, but it's just taken off. It's like a whole other thing. And so I'm really proud of it. I'm proud of all the work Kenzie's done. And <laughs> Anyway, we got really busy. And at the what at the 90 day mark somewhere in there kins we had to um, tell everybody that we're going to have to cancel your membership and you have to rejoin because this the site it was breaking the site like there was not enough <laughs> there was not enough uh, uh apps or ways yeah. to up with things yeah people um people were not very happy with me in the moment but <laughs> <laughs> but most of them have come back and I think that they can see too, that it's, it's just much better the way that it was, it was kind of built. Wasn't really yeah, right for the beginning. Attend. Right. Um, yeah. And that just, that just comes with, you know, finding the right people to help you with, with what you need there. And we've kind of got that going. And I think, I think I've got us to a point now where we, we can do regular shows just because so much time doesn't have to be, spent on on one thing so that's kind of good um yeah no i think it's been nice i mean i still have a i have a subscription so like if i have a subscription that probably says something they won't let me subscribe i tried to do that and then they're like no you're the you hold the merchant account so i can't i can't buy from myself obviously but yes yeah you have to (laughs) 
<laughs> I had to make a dummy account, and that's how I got that. I wonder if I should just send that stuff to my mom. I think I'm going to do that. Well, long story short, we didn't. We had to completely redo everything. People came back, and then I said, "Look, for all your trouble, for everybody." And again, we put free silver in, in the first couple of waves of packages of people coming back. But this drawing, we're going to do this later in the show today, and this is random. There's no favorites. This is Kenzie's got some kind of like loaded up all the database into a wheel. And you're yeah, it's a spin the wheel. Spin yeah. the wheel. You sound like my dad. He wanted to do that in all the stores. Like you could, all the convenience stores. He wanted people to be able to like spin the wheel every time they bought something. And we, I'm just, here's a great idea. It wasn't ever taken. I don't think anybody ever carried it out, but uh, I always thought that was actually a pretty good idea. But yeah, we're going to spin the wheel today and we're going to figure out who's going to win this St. Gaudens. It's no longer going to be mine. It used to be mine. And now it's on the uh, the docket for a gift to give away. And I just want to say how much I appreciate everybody. But we're going to let's jump into some headlines Thursday. But by the way, we'll do some more house cleaning. Thursday seems to be the day that we're going to be able to release these shows. And I've got some interviews I'm going to do for the Wise Wolf Golden Crypto show separate from uh, Paratruther and, and America Unplugged and the other things that I do. And we'll be announcing that but we're just now getting back into it. Appreciate everybody's patience. Uh, Ken's, let's jump into uh, the headlines. And I talked about this article today on the David Knight show. There's something very interesting in this headline, and this is uh, Zero Hedge. Gold demand hits an 11 year high in 2022, and uh, they got this via Shift Gold. Mm-hmm. Gold demand grew by 18% to 4,741 tons in 2022, the highest demand in 11 years, according to data compiled by the World Gold Council. This, this other sentence is where I want people to pay attention. Massive central bank purchases coupled with the strong retail investor buying and slow outflows of EFTs drove overall demand higher. So let's talk about this for a second because there's something hidden in this that I think is interesting. And that has to do with what really drove it. And if you scroll down into the article, it talks about how um, it says gold bar and gold coin demand grew by 2%, which isn't crazy. Right. Um, but it also talked about how jewelry demand was down. Um, the, the, the technology aspect of gold, and that uh, portion that that pulls on the inventory was down, uh, you know, year over year. So that gold jewelry demand softened in 2022, falling three percent. So this, what this is telling me, gold used in the electronics sector fell 18 percent. So what is this saying? And I, I think it kind of goes back to the Kitco article that that is a companion piece to that, and that's central banks are buying gold at the highest pace in 55 years. Central banks around the world are eating up all of the gold supply and putting it in their vaults. And I wanted to bring this to the audience's attention because if you'll notice the, again, the, it's a good article by shift gold. And I'm, you know, I'm glad this gold's up a little, I mean, it's 2% in the coin and bars, um, but down in other sectors. And I think the reason is, is because normal people, and the markets themselves are not yet, they don't yet have that giant demand for gold like the people in the know do. And that's the mm-hmm. central banksters. They understand that they need to back up their enormous gargantuan debt with 
yellow metal and they're doing that. And again, you watch what they do, not what they say, because what they're doing right now is they're loading up on hard assets and they're telling you that everything's going to be okay. That the, that the entire world set to a fiat standard is going to be fine. We're going to go in for a soft landing. <laughs> and I just think the whole thing is, I mean, you can see it gearing up. And again, I wanted to warn people. I think this is the, look at the indicators on the signpost on the road ahead. And it's like, okay, central banks are breaking records. That's all you really need to know. The people that are controlling the fake money are buying the real money as fast as they can. You have any thoughts on this, Ken? They can't trust the dollar anymore. That's no. why they're doing that. Cause it's, you know, we talk about all these other countries and yes, they are foreign countries, a majority of them that are buying up this gold, but they're doing that because their debts are held in USD. And I think everybody can kind of start to see the ticking time bomb now, especially with the fact that we have multiple countries now that will possibly be exchanging goods, uh, more particularly oil, the most right. important thing on this planet right now, and other forms of currency or even in gold has been discussed. And I think that the moment that we see a big key player and that one key player is probably Saudi Arabia or somewhere like that right now, when they make that switch, I think our life changes. Um yeah, and and it <laughs> like that. I mean, it changes. Yeah, the dominoes fall. Like it's over. Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, people have always asked me, like, okay, so the we went off the gold standard in '71 officially. I mean, we kind of went off of it long before that, but Nixon didn't have any gold, so <laughs> all these countries like De Gaulle, the you know prime prime minister of France, was sending over uh, warships to pick up the gold. And anyway, we we closed the gold window in 1971, and people ask. Like, what is it backed up by now? And I'm like, oh, uh, 700 bases in 132 countries. It's the American empire <laughs> that backs up the, the dollar. And again, you see the massive, because I, you know, if you listen to my other shows, hint, hint, you should go subscribe. If you, <laughs> we, we try to keep it somewhat within the level of, uh, we'll get you to the, we'll get you to the other information. But if you listen to my other shows, you realize that I think that this is uh, on purpose. I don't, um, where we're losing our our footing, we're losing our uh, ability to project power as a nation. Not that I think that's a good thing, because uh, I'm talking about it from a foreign policy standpoint, we're losing that, and I think that's on purpose. There's a controlled demolition going on. So, like all these things that our leaders, so called, are doing, are setting the United States up for a or for a catastrophe, and it starts mm -hmm. with the dollar. And so anyway, I, I wanted people to realize that when you see headlines like that, which is good, and I'm glad gold demands up because it's going to push the price up and people that have been holding on to it in the know are going to get a little bit of a, I'll get some profit taking and some, you know, if they needed to exit, that'd be a good time for them. But I, that it's not normal people. It's not the normal markets that are driving those up. It's the people in the know, and that should be the indicator. Yeah. I would say though, that retail demand being up 2%, while jewelry being down three, that's a, maybe some people woke up there. I, I'm not really sure, but that's actually a significant amount. It's not as significant as it could be. Um, but for where we're at in this time, that, that explains a lot, I would say. Um, yeah. 18% in the, it's down 18% in electronics. 
Yeah, but that I, that one's hard. Let me just come in with my little millennial knowledge here. The fact that it was so hard for so long to be able to get the chips and make them and put that in tech. I wonder if it wasn't like, oh, we're not buying gold because people aren't buying tech. Like every giant corporation is getting new laptops every year. But if they don't have new GPUs or CPUs to put into those laptops and it doesn't matter. And that one we'll have to shake out and we'll have to see how that goes over time. Um that one's tough for me. So I don't I don't have a huge opinion on that, but I'll I'll play devil's advocate there and just say, hey, maybe it's because some of the other parts and components needed to put that tech together wasn't available. So there was no point to buy more gold for it. I agree with you on that. And there all also the the supply chain being mangled, you know, by our by our betters and you know, locking us down and doing all that to uh that like- <laughs> that part of the controlled demolition. That got old really fast. My Jeep was in the shop for over six months because of the the supply chain issue. Like, I started to question whether you had a Jeep. I was like, is, can you I see know. the Jeep in the room with us right now? I thought I started about is asking, this- can you see the Jeep? Did <laughs> She always like, it's been in the shop. And I'm like, is, what year is this? I'm like, are we still, is then that last year or two years ago? Well, I'm glad, I'm glad it got fixed. <laughs> Let's, go. Let's talk about silver as we skip along. But that's anyway, this is the. That's the way my mind works. When I see a headline, I'm like, okay, well, what's behind that one? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. look, I have this article on my desk. Why is the central bank buying gold at 55-year highs? I'm like, ah, that correlates to that one. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about silver for a second. And this article on Barron's is kind of annoying, but I want to go to <laughs> I'm not exactly sure I agree with them, but you had a take on it, I thought, was it? Maybe this will be kind of in line with your theory on jewelry mm-hmm. or uh, not jewelry, but uh, the... Uh, the electronic components in the technology. So this is barren. Silver is outpacing gold. So that's a good sign for the global economy. Uh, Silver has sharply outpaced gold's gains in the past three months, and its classification as both an industrial and precious metal may lead it on a path to even higher prices. From October 31st to January 31st, COMEX silver futures climbed nearly 25%, outpacing gold's almost 19% climb. You know, that's interesting. If you look at the price of gold and we'll let's look at that real quick. I mean, it's one thousand nine hundred and twelve Luciferian Bankster notes. It seems like since that, you know, it's up, uh, gosh, uh, what, three hundred dollars since the fall. Uh, So it seems like this massive climb. But silver's at twenty three dollars and forty seven cents. And you just don't see that same bump. But they're right on the percentages Silver, it's kind of this is where you get weird into the gold silver ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, as far as an indicator of the economy doing well and, and gold uh, being outpaced by silver, that's uh, a cute way to put it. I mean, if, if you just want to be cute, I guess that's the way to go. Um, yes, technology probably can have a bit of a, a pickup here, and that's the whole reason for. Um, I'm so sorry. Whoever might have just been calling the number instinctually, I just hung up on. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, we're doing it. We'll call you back. We're in the middle of doing the podcast. So anybody calling the, calling the shop, uh, if you're, well, I, we have staff here that will answer the, the hard line if you call, but uh, we still got you, Kent. You still with us? All right. Well, she, she'll be back with us. I mean, she might have answered her own phone. Um, but what she's talking about is that uh, this article goes on to say that um, silver is primarily an industrial metal. 
It's and again, it's been a monetary metal since the beginning of time. Um, it says while gold is used mainly as an investment and for jewelry, by the way, so is silver. Uh, so the better performance for silver prices supports the idea that the global economy is in better shape than feared in mid 2022. Um, so it's interesting. And we'll get Kenzie back. I guess we lost her there, but that's something I've always said. This is the underlying part of what makes silver. And I'll need to calculate this here in a second. The, and the silver gold ratio is something to always pay attention to what makes silver such an interesting uh, commodity uh, what I think it, it makes it a, a massive play for an investment. And again, not investment advice, something for you to look at yourself. But the fact that it is an industrial metal, that it's the most thermoconductive metal, that even if you don't believe in the the green New Deal, which is kind of a, a green like a watermelon, what's green on the outside, red on the inside for communism, even if you don't agree with the Green New Deal, the demand for silver is going to be massive in that new world that brave new world they want to create because what is it like two kilograms uh, of silver for every new electric car i mean you're talking about and all the solar that it's used in all the the the, the solar panels the amount of silver that's used and again the most thermoconductive metal and for years and you can read uh, books like the big silver short uh and there's there's tons of great stuff and i got some um authors i want to have on this year on this show so you can stay tuned there's some people that are just silver bugs silver bulls all the way and i want to talk to them because um they see something that maybe i don't even see on rates of return for silver but silver's been manipulated um it's estimated that for every um ounce of silver that's physical in the ETFs that there is 240 that have been sold. And I can't prove that really nobody can, but we all know in the re- in the precious metals business, we know in the real world, the reason why you have these massive premiums is because there is a disparity between the spot price and the physical price. And that's that, that gap is widening ever, you know, more and more and more every day. Because people think that oh, I'll go with this, you know, silver's down, um, but it's actually not because the demand and the the premium goes higher. And I've told this story many, many times. But you know, you go back to February of 2021, and you know the the Wall Street bets people were just putting massive uh, uh, posts out and and getting a lot of movement for people to go buy physical. So they didn't say go buy it on the on the exchange. They said to go buy physical silver, and they cleaned out everybody. And I remember I didn't have any in stock and I placed like a $60,000 trade so I could get, uh, I think it was Australian kangaroos in. And the next day the price went down. And we found out later that the uh, the big banks and the bullion houses, they sold off 1.5 times the annual supply of silver on paper in one day. Just to make sure that that they didn't go up. So you got to ask yourself, why is that? Why do they not want physical silver to go up? And it has something, silver is a monetary metal but I think that there is something, again, this is just speculation, but I think there's something underlying the fact that these big banks and the big investors are accumulating. I think that's what's happening right now. It, and, and again, it may, may be focusing on the uh, the Green New Deal aspect and all of that and the, the, the green movement itself and the demand for silver. I don't know. But there is something to that. And so Barron's isn't exactly wrong. Um on it 
showing the health of the economy. But silver is cheap. Um, if you look at uh, where silver was in 1980, um, because of the Hunt brothers, you know, buying it up and uh, that giant demand and coming off of uh, the 70s and inflation. And I mean, gold was at almost 900 uh, in 1979, but going into 1980, uh, uh, silver hit $50 an ounce. You have to ask yourself, folks, why um, Why would you calculate that $50 the same way you do now? I mean, $50 in 1980 is about $200 today, at least, right? The amount of uh, loss of purchasing power goes hand in hand with that. Let me check the... Kenzie texted me and see what she says. Oh, she's trying to get back in. All right, well, we'll, we'll wait for Kenzie. I don't know if she needs me. To get back in, but I'll I'll look for her here in the the chat. Let me check Rockfin real quick. Hey, we <laughs> appreciate everybody joining us on on the Rockfin America Unplugged channel. I tried to get my uh, Rumble up today, but that didn't happen. I'll need to to start that again. I'm not exactly. I don't know if I have to do a new stream key every time. But anyway, I appreciate all you guys here. Let me check the. YouTube chat too. Oh, Ryan Forrest on Facebook says doing the show on Thursday is a good idea. It meshes nicely with the, uh, with the David interview earlier in the day. I think you're right about that. And, uh, I think it might be a good, make I do a couple of teasers. Like we'll talk about this today on the white swap golden crypto show. All right, let me put Kenzie back in the stream. You, you left me and I had to just like think of stuff to say. I guess it was like the CIA calling and they were like, you're done today, but I came back. So the, CIA, the CIA doesn't call. Uh, they only send emails, I think. The NSA is the one that calls. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm messing with you. All right. Um, well, anyway, I was talking about, I, I always get off on that same like cul-de-sac of silver. Like when I, when I talk about it, I always go back because you were with me when we, went, we go back to the, in the, in the way back machine to, to 2021. And uh, when, when they, they sold off 1.5 times the annual supply in one day. And then mm-hmm. everybody over when the price went down and I'm like, no, no one had it. And the price went down. I was just kind of talking about the upside of silver and how you really can't, you really can't even judge. It's, it's hard to judge its price at this time. Yeah. Here's another thing I found by, by reading and you know, they always set the, the gold and silver um, ratio. And we talked about like in history and at one time, even the Egyptians had it one to one, but that's very rare. It's usually been like 10 to 20 or so. And then mm-hmm. um, the reason that it's was 16 or 17 to one is that was the estimated geological ratio, mm-hmm. like 17 times more silver, supposedly. I didn't know that. Until recently, I was that was in a that was in a book I was reading on silver. I was like, oh, that, I learned that. I thought it was just based off of uh, of just monetary supply, but no, it has to do with geological supply, like what's estimated in the ground, seventeen times more. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I think that's right. Well, I think that there's a ton of variables that have to go into play for today's world, just geographically. What do we know is there, and what can we get to? Then there's what do we have above ground? And that means, you know, fresh pooled or recycled material. And then what's its use case going to be? Because silver's use cases are just about endless. Like if you ask somebody to name that, there's probably a book of things that are bigger than the Bible for the use cases on silver. Oh, it's um, a lot. I mean, medicine. We never even talk about the medicine. Yeah. Well, and same with 
gold. And, you know, here's kind of the interesting thing. It's not necessarily, this is what will be very interesting for all of us to see over the next 20 years. You know, gold used to be the thing that you would use for all of that stuff that silver is used for today, but it's the cheaper metal, right? So that's why it's used. And that's why copper is used in your house instead of silver, because it's the cheaper alternative that is still conductive enough to bring you what you need. Um, so because silver's con- conductivity is just astonishing, but could you imagine your whole house being wired in silver? <laughs> that would be a, that'd be a little silly. And it's not as easy to work with as well. A malleable is kind of being important there too. Um, and, you know, for all those that are into platinum and palladium, I support you, but, uh, I just have to ask why, because the should, use case in that list is a lot shorter. We should do a show sometime on platinum. Because I I, I, I sell some sometimes and then every once in a while I'll sell a big chunk, but it's, it's like, there's a gap. Like it's not a, it's not an everyday metal or an every week. By how popular someone thinks that it is on whatever podcast told them that it's going to go up exponentially, which I guess could happen. But being that it's largest and most important use case is catalytic converters. You've got all these companies that are no longer going to make gas powered cars. Well, so where, where does that put you in like 10 years from now? You know, we have to find a new use case that brings that back up because people don't look at it the same way that we do gold and silver in a sense of it being money. Um, yeah, no, it's just, an, it, it, it kind of is a monetary metal. I mean, just yeah. off topic, didn't they, do you remember the trillion dollar coin? Do you, do you know, they brought that back up like two weeks ago and I laughed. I was on my show last week and just like, this is just I thought for a while I had dreamed that, you know, because this is like only back two years ago, like, oh, well, the treasury will just make a trillion dollar coin. Remember, they were going to make it in platinum. And I was like, don't make it in platinum. Like, just well, why would you make it in platinum? Oh, <laughs> but you remember, like, they were going to, then I think they're, they, you know, they will do this, right? Like, they're going to make a trillion and deliver it to the Fed and the Fed lets you borrow against it. It's all fake. Like, the Fed's fake, the trillion dollar coin's fake. <laughs> but that poor platinum sitting on there, it's an abomination. Get that platinum off that fake fiat thing. And that's, yeah. I mean, that, again, that's, that's what we talk about here. Uh, so much fake. But we'll have to go over, yeah, what's uh, platinum is, it's an industrial metal. Is, platinum is, and palladium just platinum just and palladium yeah. yeah i bought i bought a good amount of both platinum and palladium over the years but it's just not a regular thing so we'll have to Mm-mm. we'll have to do that uh we'll have to go over that there was, i look at the <laughs> the video chat here and we'll try to get all the chat members if we can we're a little rusty on doing our live stream just because it's been a while i've been running my radio show which is a little bit different pace but uh, for, former con member in the in the YouTube chat says that's unusual. There's a thumbs down icon for this stream. It's funny we haven't done the stream in almost six months, and whoever was waiting to push the thumbs down—they've just it. been waiting six months. <laughs> like they're, they, it's they're like gonna... the skeleton was like just waiting for the wise with gold and crypto show to come on. And no, I don't like it. <laughs> it's funny. It's like this stream hasn't been up in months. All right. Fun times. Uh, let's uh, let's continue down the. Oh, let's talk about the. You wanted to bring up the the dollar to gold ratio on the debt clock, and I want you to explain this to me. Here's a uh, here's usdebtclock.org, and I re- I know that this is a little different than. Uh, when you saying this is different than your outlay, or do, or do I have to? Do you need me to click on something here? Because down here you know is the ratio. 
Yeah, I think it's just because I'm not only in the the metal sector. I just look at the entire board. Like here's the here's the board board. Yeah, there's the board board. There it is. Yeah, oil, gold, silver, all at zero dollars per ounce. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you wanted to bring people up. are freaking out over this. So the reason that it's it's just stuck here at zero, obviously that's not true. The way that they get their values to where this is is how much money that we are printing currently. And uh, we're not printing any money right now. They have to raise the debt ceiling, which I guess hasn't happened yet. Um, and notice that that U.S. debt clock just keeps ticking along. That's just interest at this point, guys. That's not even what we're printing new. It just keeps chugging along just off of interest that we owe even that alone, we could never pay this back. Like, let's say that we never printed another dollar ever. Still, someone tell me how we're supposed to pay that back. It's not happening. So let, let's let's go down uh, the list of horribles. And this <laughs> is going to 1960 U.S. federal debt to GDP ratio. I've talked about this before. Just I, I want to talk about these figures. 1960, the U.S. federal debt to the gross domestic product was 52.29%. In 1980, 34.5%, looking pretty good. We had that, you know, the Laffer curve. It was morning in America. You had Reaganomics, and it was off to the races. Now, we were accumulating a lot of debt, but we were also, um, the GDP was expanding. Mm -hmm. And then comes the hangover. The year 2000. GDP uh, to debt ratio, 59.32%. And guess what it is now, ladies and gentlemen, 120.37% debt to GDP ratio. Never been that high. Nothing like that in our history. It's gone back and forth between 30 and 50%, but nothing like this. 120.37%. That's an indicator you need to pay attention to. Um, and again, the debt's always going to double under the the new the way that we're cycling this. As it took us from 1776, if you want to place it there, to the year 2000 to hit five trillion in overall debt of the U.S., and from 2001 to 2023, we've hit 31 trillion. Think about that. That's how everything's it's accelerating. And I want you to talk a little bit about the. The paper to gold ratio, dollar to gold ratio. <laughs> All right. Paper to gold or dollar to gold? Dollar to gold. Excuse me. Just with it still sitting at zero. Yes. Let's explain pe that. People just don't have to freak out necessarily. Is it the, would we call it the M2 money supplier? Am I backwards on that? That's it's the new money that's not coming into existence. Right. Because for I don't even know how long at this point we have just been printing and printing. And and really, I should just say putting dollars on the screen. You know, we're not even printing that much anymore. I mean, that would cost money. So um. <laughs> there's not enough paper to print what we need. No, that's it's not. A, that's not a descriptive I should use is the word print because there's just yeah. not enough paper in the world to sustain those trillions. But you were talking about uh, dollar to gold ratio. It just says zero. Zero. <laughs> yeah, which zero. is. Which is, I mean, what if they decided really, which I don't think is going to happen, but if they were like, hey, we're just not going to print any more money. Well, I wouldn't go to the U.S. debt clock to see, you know, what is your, your silver worth, which you never really should have done anyway, because it's far different from what is going on in the uh, paper markets there, which is also just another fraud. But 
if we really did stop printing or a major shift happened in this country, that's where on a ground level price discovery would happen in precious metals. Um, on a ground level, even the value of your time and whatever skill that you have would be a new price discovery. Um, so it's almost actually kind of scary to look at because it, you've got a section of the machine here that's kind of broken and they just keep duct taping it back together. But it's, I'm a fan of duct tape, but it doesn't last forever on a big machine like this. Okay, guys, you can't just fix it up with a couple of sticks and some bubble gum. Um, we need something better than that. But sadly, they're not going to introduce that your savior, whatever it might be, is not going to be precious metals. It's likely to be a um, CBDC. And that's just not something I have very much interest in. Yeah, I was just showing, you know, and the reason it's it's got an asterisk next to the, the zero, but it says dollar to gold ratio, 1913, $28.49 per ounce in 1913. Mm -hmm. And uh, silver, what was that? What was silver? Oh, $2.66 per ounce in 1913 and now again just the asterisk zero so this is uh this is kind of in correlation of of something else i wanted to bring up and i pulled an article of about a month ago and i planned on do, coming on and just doing a a, a quick uh, podcast on this but did you see the article from the mises institute and it's kind of in line you know jerome powell just raised the basis points on the interest rate by 25 and uh, people were making fun of him because you know, he's supposed to be hawkish and go in for the 75 basis points. Here's something you may not know, and I didn't know this till recently. The Fed and Jerome Powell have raised rates faster than any time in history. Now, it doesn't mm -hmm. seem crazy, like as you go back to the 1970s and that massive inflation in the Jimmy Carter era, Paul Volcker, that was head of the Fed at the time, raised interest rates to the teens. But... Uh, he didn't raise it as fast. We've outpaced all that. So the record it actually belongs to Jerome Powell for going back and hitting that uh, that that button to raise the rates uh, faster at a faster pace than than Paul Volcker did because that was done. Paul Volcker getting to the teens was done over like five years. But here's something interesting: Mises Institute put an article out at the beginning of January, and I was surprised to read this: the money supply growth turns negative for the first time in 28 years. Money supply growth fell again in November, and this time it turned negative for the first time in 28 years. November's drop continues a steep downward trend from the unprecedented highs expect, uh, experienced during the uh, much of the past two years. During the 13 months between April 2020 and April 2021, money supply growth uh, in the United States often climbed above 35% well above the high levels experienced from 2009 to 2013. Since then, the money supply growth has slowed quickly, and we're now seeing for the first time the money supply has actually contracted for the first time since the 1990s. The last time the year-over-year -year change in the money supply slipped into negative territory was in November of 1994. At that time, negative growth continued for 15 months, finally turning positive again in January of 96. So again, this is not something that you hear because we just uh, we automatically think of it. We, they printed 80 percent of all the dollars ever made. You know, so this is a mass like this map printed. I'm using it again. But this creation, this this currency creation. But in, when he started uh, 
raising the rates and again, doing it so fast, there has been this contraction. And again, there's a contraction in the money supply for the first time in 28 years. And what that usually is an indicator of is a recession, which I believe we're already in, but probably worse than that. Something again, it's not, it's not showing the health of the economy. What do you think? I think we should go look at that graph that was on there. All right. Pull it up. I was I was waiting on it and then and then it went and I away. Pulled away to get here's the graph. <laughs> yeah, because we're we are looking at the year over year here. So I kind of wanted to get a close up on that. Just being that, you know, you brought up the point that we had printed more than we ever had. Yeah, there right there. So you can see it. And it's no wonder that we've had at least a year over year pullback. But because of how quickly this is happening, guys, that's kind of what brings us, I think, into a, a bit of a dangerous point. I don't want to scare anybody here, but what keeps this kind of circus going is, is new money and very, very, very low interest rates. We're not getting the new money. Interest rates are ticking up. People want to step back from risk. Um, and people don't want to hear this, but a lot of the world's Millionaires and billionaires, these are people that do supply a lot of us with jobs, right? Um, when they stop investing as much or don't have the easy money, you're seeing all of the layoffs. You're seeing layoffs across the board in tech. You're seeing layoffs across the board in banking. Um, it's kind of interesting to me. I think that the news kind of doesn't hammer on this more because they'll give you like a quick blip of like, Oh, PayPal's workforce. They just slash 7% of it. Think about how large PayPal's workforce is to slash 7%, which doesn't sound like much. And that's just the beginning. Um, so this, this downward cycle can, can quickly speed up, right? It, when, once you have larger companies doing the pullbacks, you've got people getting laid off that can't afford to pay for things. We were kind of already in that scenario. Now you've kind of got the snowball and the avalanche effect. Um, and if we don't, if we don't wave a magic wand somewhere, then the machine explodes or implodes. I think it's an implosion. Oh, you can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I think implosion <laughs> works for <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're you're right about that, and uh, I thought this was something. Again, this is not, you know, when you talk about the inflation, we have that, but then mm -hmm. you also have at the same time this hybrid where you're actually contracting the money supply. So it, both are going on at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's because bad. we can't. They can't do things quick enough. It's one of these things where you know you're going to. They told you that there will be pain. You will have to suffer. Jerome let you know that months and months and months ago, maybe even a year ago. Um, but they didn't want to do this to you overnight. Uh, and at this point, I think all of us here are smart enough to know it doesn't me, really matter. Let me quote what we Jerome Powell because I re I remembered what he said. He says that we we don't think that we will. And we don't think that we will have to cause a recession. You get that? He so said that. Yeah, we don't think we will have to cause a recession. So, so it's in your power to do that. Mm -hmm. Of course it is. And I started to think, um, I said this on David Knight today. I'm starting to think uh, Gerald Salente has often said he, uh, he knows people that, you know, knows others that, that work in the Fed. And then the, uh, the, I think maybe the, even the New York branch or whatever, he said that they don't know what they're doing. Like, no, they kind, of, they kind of walk around and like, well, should we do this? Should we raise? Ra we, we often think like they're just geniuses, but I think, well, you're just playing with monopoly money, trying to make mm -hmm. it have value. It's constantly going to lose value. 
Mm-hmm. That's the game. Like if you're in fiat currency, you know that it's this, right? I don't care about the chart. The charts and graphs are interesting, but it's the the main thing is it's going this way. It's going to the it's going down, right? Yeah. There's there's no saving the sinking ship. Yeah, down and to the right. That's where it's headed. And so we all know that. Um, the interesting thing is is going to be in the interim and what we all do. So that's yes. why we're here, ladies. We're going to talk about. Uh, all the things that are surrounding currency and current events as the I'm getting back my taglines because I came up with those and then I we haven't done the show in four or five months. I forgot them all. I was like, we're going live. What was my tagline? What did we talk about? And Kenzie's supposed to jump in at the gunshot and doesn't do it. I just I don't know. Things <laughs> things things seem weird. We're gonna do the draw. Stick around. We're gonna do the drawing here um, shortly. And I had some more articles to go over. Um, Let's see. What do we want to hit on? Do you want to talk about uh, a little bit about Bitcoin and Charlie Munger? We we can talk about all of these topics as much as you want. As much as I want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, all right. I well, saw let's... your I saw your daily Bitcoin purchase come through. Daily Bitcoin buy. This is the problem with you. Kenzie has access to all my stuff now. Everything. <laughs> Why did you order that on Amazon? You know, no, I don't. I just don't look at the Amazon. I feel like that would be weird. Mostly books. <laughs> it's mostly books. That's a that's a thing. Kenzie's like, I'm not going to find weird stuff in your email. I'm like, no, you're not going to find stuff in my email. Kenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at this article from Coin Telegraph. Um, poor old Charlie Munger. Uh, he really likes the totalitarian communist Chinese. Um, and the Bitcoin community is pushing back against Charlie Munger. He's um, the community mocks Charlie Munger for his obsession with China's Bitcoin ban. The online community has expressed uh, be- bewilderment over China's crypto ban, and it aligns with the United States' proclaimed principles of freedom. The cryptocurrency community, uh, cryptocurrency community, has ridiculed well-known Bitcoin critic Charlie Munger, vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, who's like he's like ninety something. Yeah. Which, by the way, is not a big. I used to think that that was a thing until I, my friend Ralph Hall was ninety one and he was pretty damn sharp. Um, so I used to. I don't talk about age anymore. But he's been a, a critic of Bitcoin, and he's called on the United States to follow in the footsteps of China and ban crypto. In an article in the Wall Street Journal, the ninety nine year old, he's ninety nine, invest investment veteran has once again slammed crypto, calling a cryptocurrency gambling contract with a nearly one hundred percent edge for the house. Munger also said cryptocurrency is not a currency, not a commodity, and not a security. Adding that obviously the U.S. should enact a new federal law that would ban crypto. According to Munger, the best way to approach crypto is to follow the example of China which put a blanket ban on crypto in September 2021 and says what the U.S. should do after a ban on cryptocurrencies is in place. Well, one more action could make sense. Thank the Chinese communist leader for his splendid example of uncommon sense. Well, (laughs) okay. I thought this was interesting because uh, I was, I don't forget, I was driving about a month ago and I thought about um, something that uh, Warren Buffett had said about Bitcoin years ago, Kenzie, and it had to do what he, he called Bitcoin rat poison. Bill and, Gates. Yeah. Well, well, no, it was, it was, uh, it was Warren Buffett. And was, he said, yeah, uh, it was Warren Him Buffett. and Munger are pretty good friends. They like to go and share sodas and ice creams and stuff they together. Do. Sometimes Bill Gates does show up to that too. It's just a big, it's a big show. 
connections. Uh, they're they're very connected. They're all in the state. I like to go to Dairy Queen together that uh, that Warren owns. Uh, like to go to go to Omaha and eat Dairy Queen. Um, cool. Dave obviously looks like he likes he likes dairy products a lot. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, but he, but Warren Buffett called uh, <laughs> called Bitcoin rat poison, and I thought, well, that's that's pretty apropos because it kind of is rat poison. I mean, in the sense that if fiat currency is the rat, like it does, it does poison, it poisons the well a great deal. And I'm talking about Bitcoin specifically, uh, poisons the well for these guys. They really don't get it. I mean, you're talking about what is the dollar? I mean, Charlie, what is that? I mean, he's talking about, uh, it's not a commodity. It's not a security. It's not, it's not anything. It's not, well, what is the dollar? I mean, it's again, we you remember that uh, that meme that floated around a couple of years ago that was funny about I found this new alt uh, token that I really <laughs> it's like, like about, <laughs> has an unlimited supply and there's like what trillions in existence and all this stuff. It's the U.S. dollar. No, I, I wanted to just yeah, I just thought this was interesting and um, I always love it when the the Bitcoin uh, community pushes back on the old establishment, which is which is fun here. I'll read a couple of tweets. It's sad that Charlie Munger believes he's doing something by calling for a ban, doesn't understand its math, and can't be banned. Old age deteriorates critical thinking skills. Well, there's a lot of young people and younger, I mean, way younger than Charlie Munger who will never get Bitcoin. Maybe, you know, maybe they will, but probably not the vast majority of anybody in the establishment will hate will hate Bitcoin. I'll ask the people at the Pentagon who ran a war game scenario over it uh, a couple of years ago. I've talked about that many times. They've run a, a Gen Z Bitcoin revolt scenario at the Pentagon. Google it. This <laughs> um, is according to data from the American Gaming Associations. This is a, oh, well, we just skipped the article. It just ended right there. <laughs> Sorry, I just started reading. I started reading something from the article, and it's not. It's a, not that article. It's another article. So, well, this oh, is why. Goodness. This is why you don't take six months off from the live, uh, <laughs> golden, silver, and Bitcoin show, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, where do you want to jump? Should we? Uh, should we show people the video that we did for uh, Wolfpack while you get your, um, like whatever your wheel of fortune deal. <laughs> Ready? Ready? Do you want to? I can just pull the wheel up. I think that that's fine. Um, did you have any other opinions on Bitcoin, though? I'm interested in, in what's happening with Bitcoin. Yes, I do my daily Bitcoin purchase. I set it on automatic with Cash App. Um, but the reason I'm doing that is primarily, I think that uh, Bitcoin is probably poised to to be uh, in its next phase, which mm-hmm. um, I'm optimistic about it. I'm not telling you to go out and buy it again. Um, we got to be careful. I'm not telling people what to invest in, but um, I think Bitcoin is, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's talked about go- uh, gold and silver are God's money and that Bitcoin is the people's money. I like that uh, uh, nomenclature. I like that descriptive. And I think it still has a story to tell. You can't create another Bitcoin right now um, because you, you need that whoever or whatever group that was Satoshi Nakamoto, you just couldn't set that up again. So every other crypto, I like other cryptos too. Don't, don't write me angry emails. Um, But they all have a company. They all have a source. There's all, they can be, you know, tracked back. Bitcoin is, is a little bit harder in that aspect. It's completely decentralized. 
So I think uh, if you look at what's happening in Nigeria, uh, the price of uh, one Bitcoin is like $36,000 because they, they tried to implement a central bank digital currency there and it completely failed, which I love, which we're going to be talking a lot about the central bank digital currencies coming up soon. Um, yeah, you've got plenty of countries trying to force that onto their people now, and uh, it's not working out so well. People will revolt against that. Yeah, they will. They will revolt. Um, and I and the, the Nigeria is leading the way, which I thought was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, I, I, I'm optimistic. Um, it 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 makes the right people angry. And uh, I think that uh, peer-to-peer is magnificent. I'm still, I'm, I'm bullish on it, but optimistic, you know, again, uh, cautiously optimistic on, on Bitcoin. Um, I'm more of a metals guy, but I'm accumulating. I'm getting a little bit. I'm holding for the long run. We'll see where, what happens. We'll have more stories on that. Again, we just kind of came, folks, we just came in today just to make sure that everybody understood that we're back and we'll be back Thursdays and I'll start. I'll start getting all these organized again, all these, uh, these shows. And we'll put this out on the podcast channel for those who thought we'd quit. Um, we are back. You mean to pull your screen up? Now? Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to give it permission. I did. You have permission. This is I the real spin. Yeah. Can all everybody right. see it? it? Look here. Let me highlight, make it even bigger. There you go. The wheel of fate and destiny. <laughs> who's going to get this? So from 1927, this $20 gold piece has been traveling through time in a MS-64 grade, which is, I think there's only one, uh, well, it goes up to 70, So, but they don't list it. Um, there's no way you'd have an MS-70, MS-20 uh, gold piece. So there's probably, I think 65 is where they cap it on, on uh, in the trading floor. So I've never seen anything past that. And uh, we'll have to look it up on JM. And see, uh, let me look it up on JM. See if I can find where what they're selling a twenty dollar gold piece for. If they have one, um, they probably don't. Let me see. JM Bullion, pull this up. And- All right. Well, I'm gonna give this a few more shuffles and give it a spin. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. We have so many names you can't even see them clearly until we're done spinning. So here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Go. <laughs> it's spinning. I gave it. I gave it twenty seconds, Tony. Okay. Suspense. I. So I should be <laughs> playing 15. something right now. I should be playing drum roll or something. Fingers crossed. Yeah, Andrew. Fingers crossed. Oh, there's. Oh, you got. You have the audience. Uh, yeah, it gives you. It gives you a clap, and you get a little spinny noise. You get. You have a winner. <laughs> we have a winner. We do, we do. All right, so now what I'm going to need to do is actually go in and um, double check because there's there's two or three people that are in that list that aren't current subscribers, and I would feel really bad if this is one of them, but I will just need to double check that. And for any... The hundreds of members, the one we pick is the one that... That that would be my luck, so I just need to double check. Okay, everybody. I just... (laughs) That would be awfully rude of me. Um, so let's see here. Nope, we are good. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right. So the way that this is going to work, um, I'll actually send her a text too as well, Tony. Okay. And for everybody listening here, if you don't have your number on your profile or you are signed up, I would strongly suggest putting your number in there. Number 
number one, just because you'll know that your order is confirmed and when it's getting shipped out. Um, but number two, we actually did a flash sale yesterday on one ounce gold. And I am I apologize to the people that really wanted it. I understand that was a great price. Um, I did not anticipate people actually buying a full ounce of gold. But I guess whenever you beat SD's even bulk buying price, that's a... Uh, that's pretty good. So we did run a flash sale and I did that through text. So just to make sure that it was for, you know, our Wolfpack members only. Well, that's awesome. Well, cool. did, did, you, did you announce that? Did I get the name or does this, I just remember reading it. Yeah. Elaine Privat. I don't know if I'm saying the last name correctly. Oh, Excellent. and I am, I am just going to have to email her because she doesn't have her phone number set up there. So. We'll get in touch. Either way, she'll she'll have it sent to her. She might have no idea that it's coming, and it just shows up in the mail. And I kind of feel like that would be fantastic. That's <laughs> cool, super cool. Well, that's kind of the way we want to run the show too. I mean, we'll have like contests and things that kind of bring this back in a certain way. By the way, I looked up on JM Bullion, and and um, they have their MS sixty four at two thousand two hundred and thirty six dollars, and but they're out of stock. So yeah, we've got one here and this is going to go to Elaine. So congratulations. And thanks for becoming. That's really cool. Um, and again, Wolfpack and we should play the video. Um, let's just pull that up. This is a, something Kenzie produced. If you're just kind of coming back to the show. Oh after. gosh, we have to slap me on it. Yep. I produced it guys. <laughs> you produced it. I did the, I did the voice here. Let me, let me pull my add to stream here. Um, let's pull this up. This was a little, this is our, on one, one of our YouTube channels. I think it's on the Wise Wolf Golden um, Silver, just regular exchange uh, YouTube channel. But this is a cool video. So let's check this out. And then I want to tell people about what we're doing with Wolfpack now. The third indispensable element in building the new prosperity is closely related to creating new jobs and holding inflation. We must protect the position of the American dollar as a pillar of monetary stability around the world. In August 1971, Richard Nixon takes the U.S. dollar off the gold standard, effectively closing the gold window. The price of gold was $35 an ounce. By 1979, the price of gold had risen to nearly $600 per ounce. Facing record inflation, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates to the teens. In the following decades, the purchasing price of the dollar continues to erode as trillions are printed to cover record spending by the federal government. Stocks, bonds, and markets are all addicted to the constant creation of fiat currency and debt. That's why in August of 2022, Wolfpack.gold is reopening the gold window with a precious metals monthly membership program. Starting as low as $50 per month with the Lone Wolf package, you can have gold and silver delivered directly to your door. This is stacking made easy, but that's not all. Included in your membership is an exclusive podcast and newsletter with industry leaders on precious metals and cryptocurrency, as well as a shopping cart for discount gold and silver items for Wolfpack members alone. Join the pack today. Go to wolfpack.gold to learn more. In a world of bulls and bears, be the wolf. Wolfpack.gold. So that that is a, a Kinsey-produced special. I think she deserves a round of applause for that. I'm, I'm still happy with that video. Uh, and we'll make more. We've just been really busy. And uh, I think that's a blessing. And I'm not complaining at all. We just, uh, 
once I brought Kinsey on board, uh, it just became a, a different business. And so I'm very pleased with that. And we've got Wolfpack. And again, you can start at 50 bucks a month and you can buy that as a gift for someone, but it's $50 a month of the Lone Wolf package. That's mostly always going to be silver, by the way. Kinsey and I found out the hard way. You're just not going to be able to put anything fractional on gold in there at that, at that price unless you want to work out. We don't have the capability. We tried that too. It was like, we'll, we'll, we'll let people build up and we'll get there eventually where you can like let it accumulate. But if you want to do that, just just join or buy, buy direct from us or something of yeah. that. Um, I would but, save up, honestly. And maybe, you know, if if there's a way, Tony, that somehow an ACH would let us have someone build up over time, I would think that that could be acceptable. I know a lot of people here want to slowly invest into gold and, you know, we could send it once it's time. But, um, you know, most of those companies, every time that you're sending them money, a portion is going to credit card fees. So you'd actually be shocked at how long it takes to get to a certain point, guys. Um, and for us, it's a little bit different too. I know some companies out there, you know, they produce their own gold to send to you, whatever it might be. You know, they're able to buy a, a year's supply, like an advanced or something and, and hold that at a set price. And we're not a billion dollar company. Um, I can't. We found out the hard way. Well, if you join the, if you join the, the warrior wolf package, so it goes 50, 125, 250, 500, and 1000. Yeah, we added, we added the thousand because there was just so many people that were there, wise. Wolf. Yeah, there were some people that had two wise wolf um, subscriptions. So, you know, that actually kind of surprised us. And for those of you that do want to see ever gold every now and again, like Tony was just mentioning the warrior wolves every now and again, I do sprinkle some in there. You know, I don't want it to be too constant. I don't want it to eat up too much of your budget. But, you know, I've discussed it before. Fractionals to me are very important, but you also have to remember the smaller the gold or silver, the higher the premium. Um, so it's just something to to consider weigh your pros and cons there. Yeah, we've been doing uh, good with the, the even the Warrior Wolves at one twenty five. There's they're mm-hmm. occasionally getting a little bit of fractional gold in there. So yeah. just go check out Wolfpack.gold. I appreciate everybody who joins, and we've got a much more uh, material and podcasts to do, and we're glad to be back. We're uh, excited to announce the the giveaway today. I thought I thought it went well. So everybody's good. Um, go make sure you subscribe to the podcast too because we're streaming on video. But try to go get the RSS feed because some of the interviews won't always make it up here on the video channel. So go find us on Apple Podcast or anywhere podcasts are served, and you'll uh, you'll get a little extra too. I'll start working on that. You got anything you want to add, Kins? Before I, I'm going to see if I can find our outro music while you're adding something if you have any did i miss something today um did we cover all of the articles that you had pulled up not all of them but we're an hour in so let's let's just (laughs) tony's tired he said get off of here kenzie well it's just an an hour in we we did the 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 highlights and uh we got to make fun of an establishment member which is always fun at the end at the end of the show i got to poke fun at charlie munger uh, so I'm good. And, uh, we've got to announce the winner. So yeah, we're great. Uh, just make sure we'll, we'll be on Thursdays, Thursday afternoons. We'll set a time, uh, follow us on Twitter at, at wise wolf gold. We've got a new website coming out very soon. I'm going to work on that. So, uh, we just appreciate everybody. I want to also, we got tips on Rockfin. What? I, yeah, we got tips on Rockfin. Let me go to, if you go to anybody that wants to find us on Rockfin, we're on the America unplugged channel. Uh, Greg 
talent gave us a $5 tip. Thank you, Greg. And Duluth Hap. I says, talked to Greg earlier on the phone, I think. That's did you? Cool. Uh, it says, uh, hey, Menzies, thanks for going over the debt clock. I think he meant Kenzie. Or maybe he calls you that. Uh, he says, I have to president in 2024. That's a, that's a bad bet, but I appreciate you. And I think I thank you for all the support. Guard Goldsmith's in the chat. And I saw Rhonda Tate was always always good when Rhonda Tate says hi. Uh, and Jason Barker just hit me up on the show. I'll come on anytime. I'm sorry. I don't know why it's been sideways, but you guys just let me know when you want me to come on the show and uh, let's set it up. Happy to do that. Knights of the Storm. Give them a plug. Um, and then Ryan Forrest in the in the chat. We, we talked about him earlier. He commented on Facebook. All right. Did I miss anybody? I don't want to miss anybody. This is kind of how we'll run the show. We'll try to do an interactive one, especially for the live deals. Yeah. You good? All right. I'm going to call it a day. Let me see. Oh, I'm going to find the outro. Beans told me not to forget. Uh, let's see if I can find the outro. Um, where'd it go? Uh-oh. I just see intro. I don't see outro. Does oh, this well. mean I need to sing us out of here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I used to have the well I pulled it up and I don't know where where it's gone. Um okay. Well that's that's on me. Next week folks, I will have the Wise Wolf. Well, you know we can play the you want me to play the commercial on the way out? I can play the commercial. You not, sure not, can. Not the Wolfpack one, but I can play the TV commercial. All right, let's do that and then we'll- we're on our way out. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you. This has been the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. In a world of bulls and bears, be the wolf. We'll see you next time. Here's the commercial. So long. There we go. Move <laughs> the screen over so it'll come up. Buy, sell, trade gold and silver coins, bars, jewelry, diamonds, and more with Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Proudly veteran-owned and operated in Branson, choose from a wide variety of gold and silver inventory at competitive pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, we pay top dollar. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange.